Hi friends, I'm Molly and thank you for joining our Relief from Darkness podcast where we are continuing our conversations with people to see how we can really truly walk out of hard and stuck places in our lives. And we are talking anything ranging from anxiety, depression, eating disorders, um, suicidal ideations, addiction, and everything in between. So for today's episode, it is a Christmas special and we're super excited where we're going to be talking about is there really any such thing as the Hallmark Christmas? Does it exist? Is there a picture perfect Christmas or a picture perfect holiday in our lives? Or, you know, does it not always measure up to our expectations of what Hollywood or whatever has portrayed to us? Because in all honesty, most of the time it doesn't. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so we're going to be breaking down the CP are of what it's like to walk into a a holiday season and to stay healthy in our minds and in our spirits. So with that, today we have Dr. Lori Basie. Hi, guys. And she will be here to give us the CPR of it because if we can keep our minds focused on Christ and focused on what He's doing, then our brains can change. And if we change our brains, then you're going to change your life. So Dr. Lori, break it down for us. What is the CPR of the Hallmark Christmas when it doesn't actually turn out to be the picture-perfect Hallmark Christmas. You guys, I'm so excited that it's just Molly and I here today because if we had to give you a gift for the holiday season, this would actually be the gift that we could give you. And I know that this gift isn't going to be temporary, but this gift can actually change your life. From this day forward, you could have a new perception actually a realistic perception of what holidays should be like. And it really is going to change everything. And as it changes you, then it's going to change the environment that you're going to be around. And so this holiday season, you're going to have either two responses to every environment that you go into. You're either going to be the thermostat or you're going to be the thermometer. And I want to equip you today with the skills so that you will be able to control yourself in the environments that you go into and that you won't be controlled by environments because the hardest person that you have to lead is yourself. And in all actuality, you're in control of yourself. The environment's not, or people aren't, or the circumstances aren't, and you can't control others. They have to be in charge of themselves. And so this is a gift that Molly and I can offer to all of you for this holiday season. So let's just take a look and a step back, Molly, and let's just think about anxiety and depression. And we've talked about those issues in the state of the world and the things that we experience just by being in the world. And the statistics really aren't in our favor. And just in America, the most up-to-date statistic is that 41.5% of adults in America have diagnosable depression or anxiety conditions. And if you look at that, so if we would have every four out of 10 listeners stand up, that's a significant amount. And so out of those four out of 10 that would stand up, 64% of those would say that the holidays make their mental health issues worse. And then those of us who don't have clinical diagnosable conditions, still holidays could be really, really stressful if we don't know how to 
to really navigate through those things. And if we have false expectations or if we're trying to control or if we're allowing ourselves to be controlled. And so the beautiful thing is that is what we're going to unpack right now. And so with that, Molly, I think it's really important we tell people about the CPR. And so there's connection. And so holiday times are approaching and we have to connect. There's also the psychoeducation with what's going on in our brain. And as we've connected or as we've had things in the past and as we've had false expectations or hopes and desires, and if those hopes and desires don't come to pass, then it really causes a lot of damage in us. And there's a way to navigate around that and a way to change our brain with what we actually perceive. And there's some routine things that everybody really needs to do during this time. And so let me just start with connection. So we um, just paint the picture for a second. Sure. So like, here's what I'm seeing, like before we just jump right on into this. So like, I'm just seeing if you're someone who, you know, the situation is that you've watched all these movies about Christmas time or whatever the holiday thing is or the family environment. And I know that a lot of times uh, people will say like, it's going to be different this year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this year, we're going to feel super connected. The family's going to be great. The table's going to be set. I'm going to get along with my siblings. There's not going to be any fighting, like all of those, all of those kinds of things. Or maybe so-and-so won't drink this year, you know, just, and then, so you have someone. So if we can just get the visual of Mm -hmm. it. So what if I'm someone, Dr. Lori, and I'm And I've had all of these expectations and then I walk in to the environment and it's just chaos. Mm -hmm. So-and-so's doing this or this, this family member's arguing with this family member and it's just chaos. So can we break it down kind of from a stance of the actual person? Yeah, I think that's so good. And you know, the definition (laughs) of insanity is that we do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Mm -hmm. So if it was a big, hot, dysfunctional mess, and unless you've done a lot of work and the people that were part of that big, hot, dysfunctional mess last year have done a lot of work, then this year, and you guys brace yourself, (laughs) the definition of insanity is what? And and so if you haven't changed and if they haven't changed, and again, the only thing that we can control is ourselves. And so what if... If you haven't done the work and they haven't done the work, well, then shame on me for not having done the work because I have to control myself. And so that goes back to being the the thermostat instead of the thermometer. And so here is this is just uh, an accident waiting to happen. So if there are people in my life that are family or I have obligations toward or I need to get together with and maybe we don't have that much in common or there's been hurt and heartache and pain, maybe there's somebody that's been a part of all of that. And they're removed for whatever reason. They've moved. They're in the arms, armed forces or they've died. And so now we're all getting together under the pretenses of what should be uh, goosebumps and puppies and rainbows to celebrate the most wonderful time of the year with the perfect gift and the perfect food in the perfect environment. And it is a setup from the get-go. That thing doesn't actually exist. Yeah. And So for that person who's hoping for all of those things, the best thing that we can do is decide right up from the front that we're going to control ourselves, that we don't control anybody else. And if we think we can control somebody else, then that's 
really just an illusion and it's manipulation and it never ends well. And so with the expectations that I'm going to get together with people that I'm not really around so much or that I'm not really comfortable with or that we all have dysfunctional behaviors together or that I'm going to overeat and overspend and and overexpect. I mean, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. And then couple that with then somebody's died and there's really loss and grief or uh, I'm missing someone during this time of year. And so these could lead to really spiraling feelings that lead me into wondering, do I even really want to be here? And so, so I think we're going to have to really break this down and ask the question, is there really such thing as the Hallmark Christmas? Yeah. And in reality, there's not, this is real life with real people that have to do real things that have to do really hard work that have to order our brain and discipline our brain and that we have to be in charge of ourselves. And that changes everything. And so once we decide that this looking for this fantasy land, that somebody else is going to meet my needs or I'm going to meet somebody else's needs, that's a really good place to start. Yeah. So if we think about connection, and so if, let's just say Molly Buck is going to meet my needs at Christmas and she's going to give me the best Christmas present ever. And let's just say she does. Miraculously, she figures out the best Christmas present and she gives that Christmas present to me. Let's think about this for a second. Is that really going to meet my needs? No. And why? Because there's only one thing that can meet your need. That's exactly right. Jesus. So we've all been created with the desire for connection, to be known, to be loved, to have peace, to have stability, to have accomplishment. And if Molly Buck gives me one of those best things, then I'm going to need two. And if she gives me two, then I'm going to need four. If she gives me four, then I'm going to need eight because Jesus will never, ever allow a created person or thing to meet the need that only the creator can. Mm -hmm. Now she can come alongside, but if I'm looking for her to meet my needs, I've set myself up and she will always disappoint me. And I've set her up and she will always be a failure because she cannot and will not ever meet my needs. And so the first thing that I have to do is I have to get really real and I have to connect with him. And then I need people with skin on. And so if people with skin on skin on have the right place in my life, if we try to love, if we try to serve, if I'm able to communicate who I am and whose I am and how I feel loved by people. And if I think about the things that are important to me and the traditions and the things that I like to do, and that I have a community that I could do the things that I like, and we could do the things that they like, and we can have conversation around that. It's beautiful. But if I have already strained relationships with Aunt Betty and I, and Aunt Betty and I have to see each other once a year, and Aunt Betty's not getting better, and I'm not getting better, you get me and Aunt Betty in the room, and and it's going to blow up. It's Mm -hmm. all going to hit the fan. Yeah. And so why would we expect anything different? And then to couple that with, again, the over-expectations, overeating, overspending, over-stress during this holiday time. And so we have to connect with Jesus first, and then we need to connect with people, and we need to do our part. 
if I respond because of Aunt Betty and what Aunt Betty did, then I've given all of my power and all of my control to Aunt Betty. Yeah. And then I'll blame Aunt Betty for my awful behavior. And, and so we really need to probably think about these things. And so there are safe people to be around and there's not so safe people to be around mm-hmm. during this time. And then again, if you then couple that with drinking and with, uh, over again, overspending over ex, ex, expectations, all of those things, it's just a nightmare waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And so of course, if that's what, if that's what I pour into. And if I haven't done anything since the last time, then that's where we're going to be. And so that's the connection part of it. And I think it's really interesting then if we start to look at then the psychoeducation of this. And that is what I love to refer to as a reticular activating system. And so we like to call it the RAS here at No Boundaries International. And Molly Buck, do you know what the RAS does? Yes. The RAS brings things into order of your brain. So, right, that's the one that you can only focus on like five to seven things. So what you're thinking about is what your brain will order to come to you. That's exactly right. Yes. Ten points. Ten points for Molly Buck. Or you guys can send her candy canes. Yeah. And so so what happens with the reticular activating system is like Molly said, there are so many things that are coming into my brain and through my eyes and through my skin and through my Uh, through all of my senses and my organs, but I can only focus on about that five to 10 things at a time. And so let's say I wake up and it is, it's Christmas morning. And last year there was somebody really significant in my life and they're no longer here. And I say, this is going to be the worst Christmas ever. Mm. Molly, what's going to happen? You're going to have the worst Christmas ever. And based on the reticular activating system, why? Because your brain's going to order all the things that are going wrong to come to you. Yes. And so I could be serenaded. I could be given a carriage ride. I could be showered with gifts and flowers and go on an all-inclusive, all-expense-paid trip to a beautiful resort and watch sunrises and sunsets. But I'm not going to notice any of those things because I've already ordered my brain with what I don't have and what I'm missing and that this is going to be horrible. And whose fault is that? Yours. Yes. So it wouldn't matter what happens. And so what I want to encourage everybody to do is to think about what can you be thankful for? It's really hard to order your brain to collect all of the negative things if you will just talk about what you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And so if you're missing somebody, it's okay to acknowledge that. I acknowledge that I miss so-and-so, but I also want to acknowledge that that I can't do anything about that, but I can do something about ordering my brain today and I can find the good in today and I can be thankful that I have life and air and breath. And actually Molly's been reading stories about what's happening in different areas of the world with persecution and, and people that really truly have lack. We can always find somebody that's doing better than we are and we can always find someone who has it so much worse than we have it. And so I think it's really, really important for us to know that we're going to order our brain. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who say that, you know, this time of year is really hard for me. What have you just done? Molly, what have they done? They've just ordered their brain to find all the things about why it's going to be hard or why it is hard. That's exactly right. And then they're going to miss it. Like then they miss the beauty of what God's trying to offer them in that season. And that was then, and this is now, and who's responsible for now? And they just actually 
caused it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then they wonder, well, gosh, I just don't know. And how long is this going to last? And so it's really, really dangerous if I say that this is going to be really awful and this is the worst time of my life and this is going to be the worst time of the, the year and I will never or... Or again, if I'm not doing my work and my part in relationship and connection to expect that if it was a nightmare last year and I haven't gotten better and they haven't gotten better and we haven't worked together, why would it be any different this year? Yeah. And so maybe I need to structure my environment better. Maybe I need to set parameters and, and take some control of this. And what can I be thankful for? Or how could then we get together with parameters and with boundaries around the relationship and the things that we will do and not do. And always, always, it's really important to know that I need to stay within my right self in right control and excessive use of substances to try to regulate or to calm myself down or to escape always will make things worse, not better. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. And so these are, and again, not to negate the grieving process. And, and we have really dear friends uh, that have lost loved ones and, and sometimes even spouses that they've been with for, for 50 years. But, but this is a temporary time. We'll only have this amount of time on planet earth. And for whatever reason, if we still have breath and if we're, we're still here, then there's things to do and there's things to celebrate and we'll never get this time back. And if we allow our trauma or relationships or external things to take charge of all that, then I'm not taking control of myself. I and learned a, um, like I learned this new technique very recently, actually, yes. and they're called thought stoppers. Uh-huh. But I think it's cool because this like connects with, um, this kind of hits on the connection in psychoeducation and actually probably the routine. But um, so it's like this. So if you find yourself like you go in on Christmas and something happens or at the holiday season and something is said to you or something doesn't meet your expectation and you get so like ramped up or you start where you're missing someone or noticing someone's absence. So what you do, it's so fun. So you take a step back and you do like a body scan. Mm -hmm. So you're like, well, like, what am I feeling inside so that you're connected with your body, you're uh -huh. connected with you, and then you acknowledge the feeling. So you ask you, like, what am I feeling right now? Or if you're like, you know, frustrated. So you say, okay, I'm feeling frustrated, but frustration is not my identity. So then you like break that off of there. So then you separate it. So then it's that permission or, or I'm feeling sad but it's not in control of me. Does that make sense? That's so good. So or so then you take a step back or anger or whatever the thing is and you like go to the bathroom and just take a second or like, okay, I'm feeling this, but this does not define me. So that's, I think, part of the psychoeducation of like breaking mm -hmm. that thought. Mm -hmm. And then you connect to Jesus immediately after that. So mm -hmm. after you've identified it, then you say, okay, Jesus, then can you show me how you're meeting this? Or... Jesus, can you show me all the things that you've done? Or Jesus, can you show me, like, speak into this situation? So then you're connected to to him and you're experiencing him from that, from that experiential place because he acknowledges our feelings. Like, it's not just like the shove it down. Mm -hmm. It's just that, like, this is it, but he has a better word or something else to focus on. That is so good. I just learned that. Isn't that, that good? That's really good. It's See, fun. We're just continuously growing. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. And so as we then approach the holiday season 
And as we start to feel sorry for ourselves or as we start to get negative or start to uh, have this fear, anxiety, or start to dread or avoid or, or blame or all of those things, then I just want to encourage us to break the cycle. And so maybe we can be, and again, we don't have to just be, just be clueless about what's happening. We can say, you know, holidays have tended to be hard for me in the past, but I'm going to break that cycle. And I know that Jesus is bigger than that. And so I'm going to work with him in a routine and set parameters around activities and events with people that I usually struggle with, or I'm going to guard my thoughts and I'm not going to go down the, the route of ending in despair and grief. I think about if we lose somebody and if we rehearse that thing back in our mind, then the same chemicals are produced in our body as when we lost them originally. And yeah. so we may have had people that have exited out of our lives or even died. And we've not only lost them that one time, but then we've lost them day after day and week after week and year after year afterwards. And that takes stress and a toll on our body and no one and nothing can ever fill that void except for Jesus. And then we make it miserable for ourselves and everybody else that's around us. Mm -hmm. And so as we approach these holiday seasons, I want to give just a few pointers with the routine. And the first pointer that I have is I want to recommend exercise. Exercise is critical. If I'm struggling with anxiety or depression, then even a walk at whatever level of physical fitness you're at, a, a just mild exercise routine exercise, a lot of times will produce the chemicals in our body and will function as a mild antidepressant. And so I think that that's really, really going to be important. And the next thing I want to do is I want you to have realistic expectations. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if you set things up where so-and-so is going to meet your need or you're going to get the ideal gift or this is going to be the breakthrough or or it's going to be different this time. Well, if you haven't really done the work and they haven't really done the work, then more than likely it's not going to change. And insanity is expecting uh, something different when you're doing the same thing over and over again. So I think it's really important to, to set realistic expectations and a realistic routine. Mm-hmm. So if typically if you'd go over and uh, spend time with your family and you're there all day and nobody gets along and it progressively gets worse and eventually people start drinking or things blow up. I mean, can you not just set a parameter of time that I'm going to come and I'm going to be available for two hours and I'll come and eat and I'll come and do this and this is what I'll do and this is what I'll what I'll need and this is when I'll have to go and knowing that the environment that you're going into and work on yourself and set up things that that'll be a success instead of this, this big blow up and this big disappointment where deep down inside, we know that nothing's really changed. And why would anything be different? Yeah. And then I want to encourage us all gifts won't fill a void in someone. Yeah. And food won't fill a void or substances won't fill a void or, or, even we can't fill a void in someone and someone else can't fill a void in us. There is this, this hole, this God-shaped hole that God has to fill. And we can spend and spend and spend until we've overspent. And we can eat and eat and eat until we've overate. And we can expect and expect and expect until we overexpect. So why do we not, not do that this year? And instead of that, as we're exercising, as we're setting parameters around our environment, as we're ordering our brain about what we'll think about, what we'll focus on, the negative 
things need to go and we need to be thankful and full of praise for what we do have instead of what we don't have, why don't we think about what we can do outside of ourselves? And I think about here at No Boundaries, even just this week, we've got three outreaches and we're taking gifts to a motel where there's human trafficking and prostitution and substance abuse and kids Mm -hmm. in desperate situations. We're taking over a thousand gifts into schools with kids who may not get a Christmas present. We're going into areas where people are in desperation and there's really needs. We're feeding people who are hungry. We have homeless outreach teams going out. Why don't we get involved with something that's outside of ourselves with people that need and they, they, they don't have what we have so that we can be thankful for what we have. I remember it was a couple of years ago and in my prayer time, I really felt an invitation to do something bigger than myself and to do this experiment. And so the thing that was put on my heart was buy one, give one. And I thought, oh no, I wonder what this means. And I felt like, and this is a challenge that I took for myself from between Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day, everything that I bought for me or for anyone or for my household or for the people that I care about, then I would buy one of equal or greater value for for someone who is homeless or in prostitution or human trafficking. And so if my husband, who I affectionately refer to as Honey Boo Boo, (laughs) needed a brand new pair of $150 shoes, then a homeless person was going to get a brand new pair of $150 plus shoes. When I filled up my gas tank of gas, then I would either fill someone else's gas tank up or I would go in and get a gas card that I could give to somebody who was in a a really at-risk area and didn't have enough to fill up their gas tank. And I did that from, again, from Thanksgiving into December 25th. And it changed everything. And the bad news about that for me was, is that I'm a late shopper. I had bought zero Christmas presents before <laughs> Thanksgiving, but that, that saves us actually from ourself. Yeah. And then as you go through the holiday season, if you really need help there, are, there's professional help that's out there. Mm-hmm. And then I want to encourage those of you who are in the Oklahoma city Metro area about something that we're doing at the beginning of next year. We're actually going to do a four-week boot camp. I think about even right now, I'm going to a boot camp and I'm working out. And so I'm going to be in tip-top shape in the next three months. But but starting in January, in mid-January, we're going to do a boot camp that's for four weeks and it's titled New Year, New Mind. Woo-woo. And so people can either come on Monday night or on Thursday during the morning in the month of January, going into February. And we are going to address all of these things because it literally takes 21 days to build a new neural pathway in your head. And so people are going to come the first week and we're going to do orientation. And then they're going to come the second week and we're going to do our best activities and process through for connection, connection with God and with others and with ourselves. And then the next week, we're going to talk about psychoeducation in the brain and then finally routine And by the end of those 21 days, we're going to have activities that are incorporated into people's routines that will literally change their brain. Because Molly, we know that if you change your brain, then you change your life. And then we're going to follow it up with a full day from nine to four on February 19th at our base in Oklahoma City with a full day teaching where Molly and I are going to unpack the details more than you've ever wanted to know. And then some (laughs) of CPR. Because we really believe in you yeah. and, and we believe 
that it doesn't matter what's happened in the past or where you are, that if you really want to, if you want to take charge and control of your life, then you can order your brain and you can truly achieve the fullness of the destiny that God has for you. And so we're so excited. And so if you need more information about any of this, you can email us at info at nbint.org, or you could call our offices at 405-513-5453 and get more information, or you can jump on our website and we've got all the information you could imagine. So if you want to get involved in outreaches and do something outside of yourself, if you want to be a part of our restoration or our discipleship programs, I love the fact that we can listen and we can we can start to hear about this kind of stuff on the podcast, but really you have to incorporate these things and you have to really want to get well and do the hard work. And so just like if I want to be in shape by next year and be able to travel in and out of the places that we go to help the people that we help and and maybe even do some trekking or some extensive activities that are required when we're on the field then I've got to get in shape and I just, I can't just sit back and eat whatever I want and not exercise. And so I'm doing a physical fitness boot camp, but as well as being physically fit, it's also critical that we are physically fit in our mind and in our mental health. And so don't let this holiday season be another one of those statistics. Don't let things uh, be out of control. Don't let the situations control you. I want to encourage all of you that it doesn't have to be that way. What if that's not true, that holidays will always be terrible, that you'll always be miserable, that you'll never get over the death or the loss of what if that just simply isn't true and you can order your brain and you can change your life? Yeah, that was really good. So what I'm hearing and what I think the invitation is, is for this season going into the holidays, if we could just... Just be really realistic about where we are and like what we need for growth and health and then do whatever it takes to facilitate that. So there really is no such thing as the perfect Christmas or the Hallmark Christmas, but there is such thing as Jesus Christ who is alive and well, who gave it all so that we could be fully fulfilled in him. He came and he met our desires in him. That's that's what we get. And he meets all of our needs and all of our desires. And that's what, I mean, that's what the invitation is into when we were reconciled with him is the fullness of life right here and right now and to be full. So thank you guys for listening to Relief from Darkness Christmas special edition. So thank you, Dr. Lori, for your insight and your wisdom. And then until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.